0: Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Members Exclusive Podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Friday the 4th of August and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights in this podcast all right well we're just coming up to a quarter past 11 on friday morning we're up 2.7 points or 0.04 percent pretty quiet day at an index level a very tight trading range as well we're 73.14 at the moment we had an open of 73.21, we had a high of 73.25 and a low of just slightly below 7372.99.3. 72.99.3. So at the moment the market can't really make up its mind what it wants to do. But there has been some significant announcements out this morning, not least of which has been the ACCC has knocked back the ANZ $5 billion acquisition of Suncorp's banking division. ANZ are up 1% on the back of that. Suncorp uh, are down around 06 of a percent. So no real massive effect on either of them at the moment. The other thing we have had out today as well is ResMed. Uh, the results out somewhat underwhelming, to say the least. Stock is down 11.3%, as many members will know. I've never been a massive fan of ResMed and have railed against it in the past it always seems to be the go-to uh, healthcare stock along with Cochlear and CSL in the healthcare space great Australian success stories of course ResMed have had that free kick recently from Philips in terms of the recall on their machines for uh, CPAP machines because of the foam has been potentially a problem health-wise and that has been disintegrating in some of the Philips machines so ResMed has had a little bit of a free kick but does seem to have stuffed the free kick whacked it not only over the bar uh, to be honest and the results this morning uh, very much not satisfying the market as far as um, forecasts go also uh, Interestingly, as well, they didn't provide any guidance. Uh, The year on year revenue grew 23 percent, operating profit up 8 percent. quarterly dividend increased 9 percent. That's the good news. Uh, The uh, gross margin, though, contracted 80 basis points to 55.8. And the market definitely was going for more in terms of uh, those numbers. So very disappointing for those ResMed holders today. And uh, as I say, uh, the market was expecting more and no guidance given going forward. So that is some factor to bear in mind. The other one in the healthcare space today, which has come out with an announcement, uh, is the perennial disappointer. It has become the QBE of the healthcare sector, is mesoblast. I'm not sure why people still punt that one, but anyway... Uh, we gave up a long, long time ago, but I'm sure there's some people still in. It's down 54% this morning, down to 50 cents. They have had an update from the FDA on their BLA for graft-versus-host disease. This is a complete response from the US FDA, and it clearly is not a great response at all. In fact, it's not a very good response. Um, talking about resubmissions, uh, new fresh trials, etc., Not good news for mesoblast. They must be due another capital raise. I'm sure they are. Uh, And the other news this morning is uh, that we have had some uh, drilling results from uh, AZS, which is Azure Minerals, a stock we talked about uh, back in July as uh, certainly one to watch and one for uh, the bargain hunting when we saw that big lithium pullback when we had the shaking of the trees. I think I had Peter Gabriel picture of him shaking the tree as uh, part of that article back in July. AZS up at 16.6% this morning up to $2.53 so really going well this morning. Very good results from AZS. Uh, 209 meter high grade lithium intersection at Andover. One of the appeals of course of Azure Minerals is its pedigree Chum. It is uh, very much uh, got a great team behind it. Uh, 209 meters at 1.42% lithium oxide, which is pretty good. That was in one hole, 183 meters at 1.25 lithium oxide in the uh, another hole. So, some pretty good results for that one. Of course, a long way from obviously production, there's a lot of steps to go, but certainly uh, some pretty significant results coming out of Azure at the moment. Uh, And that is some good news for those people that have followed uh, Azure. Uh, from the newsletter we have seen as well uh, block their numbers out overnight in the US that stocks down uh, 11% uh, falling away in other news out this morning uh, we have of course got uh, Apple and Amazon out as well Uh, they came out after hours Amazon down uh, Amazon rather up around 8.7% after hours Apple down around uh, 2% on their numbers which were somewhat disappointing to say the least. Um, Outlook for the fourth quarter 23 management flag that expects fourth quarter iPhone revenue to accelerate from the third quarter. iPad and Mac sales have continued to see double-digit revenue declines. Um, This, of course, is the world's biggest company, so uh, that is significant. Uh, The result came in line with consensus expectations CEO Tim Cook highlighting positive momentum from emerging market sales group. Revenue, though, was down 1.4% year on year to 81.8 billion US. Gross margin 44.5% in line with Apple's guidance. Uh, the company also returned $24 billion US to shareholders by way of dividends and buybacks. And they have cash and marketable securities of $166 billion US dollars. So a pretty significant amount of cash on the Apple balance sheet still. Amazon, on the other hand, did have uh, a better result than the market was going for, although the market was uh, really low expectations for the market. Above management's guidance and Bloomberg's estimates, revenue increased 11% to $134.4 billion. Guidance was around 127 to 133 So that was pretty good. Uh, North American sales were up 11%. 82.5 billion us international sales were up 10 percent to 29.7 billion and the AWS, uh, that's the amazon web services sales increased 12 percent to 22.1 billion us so the market really likes that result but didn't really get too enamored with the amazon result uh, sorry the apple result currently we've got dow futures up around 0.2 percent and nasdaq futures Up around 2.2 of a percent as well, around 70 odd points for them. Just looking at the top movers this morning at 11:20, just before we touch on uh, Henry's take and what's in strategy today. uh, Azure, the top performer in the large caps, 15.2% higher. Dick Data also having a good day today, 4.7% higher on a FY. Uh, 23 half-year market update. So that seems to be uh, taking uh, some uh, some bulls by the horns and pushing it higher. Revenue up 9.4%. EBITDA up 16.4%. Net profit up 8%. So that one doing well this morning. Also, Karoon doing well this morning. Uh, up three and a half percent. The oil price sneaking up. We have seen both Russia and Saudi talking about production cuts. Uh, And uh, keeping those cuts in place for longer, Uh, the oil price has been on a bit of a tear. It is the sixth weekly gains for the oil price at the moment. So that one doing well. And we have Latin resources continuing to hover just below 40 cents, 39 cents, 2.6% higher. In the losers, though, today, as I say, Mesoblast Square well, it's hip to be, which is Block, obviously, SQ2, down 106 and ResMed down 10.2% as well. So not much good news uh, for those three stocks, Mesoblast, Block, and ResMed. Turning to the newsletter today in the strategy piece, well, we sold out yesterday of the uh, ETF for the S&P 500 and also the GEAR ETF, which is the ASX 200 leveraged uh, ETF. A little bit of a loss in the gear one. I got too enthusiastic last week, Uh, but uh, a good profit in the uh, S&P 500 ETF. Why have we sold out? Well, I did write, uh, obviously, part of the uh, thing is the emperor has no clothes to some extent. And I guess this was pointed out by When they downgraded the ratings on the US from AAA to AA, and of course, everyone threw their hands in the air and said it's terrible, etc. However, it does highlight the problem the US has in that it does have a massive, massive debt problem 31 or 32 trillion dollars in debt and counting is really uh, that really did highlight that. And of course, it has to service that debt, and the higher interest rates go the more it has to spend on servicing that debt. Now, you have 10-year yields in the US pushing ever higher and higher, so that is certainly something that is weighing on equity markets and certainly taking some of the gloss, I guess, off the uh, the recent run and putting into question that we have Australian 10-year bond yields pushing up to 4.17 at the moment and uh, US 10-years 4.16. So, strangely, we actually have US... And Australian ten-year bond yields pretty much the same, but that um, that huge debt burden is not getting any smaller, and there's more spending to come due to the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, of course, and the potential for that um, blowout in U.S. debt continues. And of course, next year we are in an election year, so it just makes it a little bit harder. So obviously, at the moment, ten-year yields pushing up. We've all spent a lot of time talking about TINA. There is no alternative in terms of equities. Now we're on TARA, uh, which is there are real alternatives. And some of those real alternatives, obviously, are risk-free US T-bonds or even uh, Australian uh, 10-year bonds as well, giving you those yields. So there certainly are some alternatives to equities for the more conservative investors looking for... uh, fixed interest income uh, over a period, but it does, I guess, highlight the problem the US has in terms of its budget. They do have a problem. They do have lower taxes. The uh, health issues continue and the cost in the US of an aging population continue. And of course, we do have Mr. Trump uh, in front of a courtroom overnight as well, uh, saying that um, he's wearing His latest indictment as a badge of honour. Of course, this is part of the problem that Fitch uh, pointed out, is this divergence, this bifurcation, and and a very passionate one in the US between the Democrats and the Republicans. So uh, that is very much in focus. Now, many members will remember that it wasn't very long ago that I was quite bullish about the market for all the reasons that I talked about in the newsletter, peak interest rates, uh, GDP numbers, Unemployment still at record lows, the soft landing, the uh, Jerome Powell bringing it in on the aircraft carrier, even buzzing the tower, uh, as uh, Maverick did, of course, in Top Gun. But this, I think, has highlighted, and it's always been an issue, it's always been sitting in the background, the inconvenient truth of the U.S. economy is that they have got a massive, massive debt burden. And on the one hand, you've got the Federal Reserve trying to shrink its balance sheet. But on the other hand, you've got the Democratic uh, administration uh, spending money. So that debt burden continues to rise. Now, it has been, I guess, a little bit glossed over. But given where the U.S. market is uh, not that far shy of its all-time highs in places, uh, and the big run that we've had in NASDAQ, of course, heading into US results season. Uh, for me, it was just a reason to turn somewhat cautious. And as I'm not sure who really said this, uh, it has been attributed to Winston Churchill wrongly, I suspect. Uh, but Maynard Keynes did say, when the facts changes, I change my mind. What do you do? And as I wrote this morning, to be fair, the facts haven't changed that much. It's just really a question of how you look at those facts. And for the time being, I'm I'm tending to be Mr. Floppy and sit on the fence, neither bullish nor bearish, and waiting to see how things do pan out. Uh, We have had some big falls in our market. We haven't really seen any big falls in the US market, but our market has fallen 140 points in a couple of days this week and really only up six points today as I'm talking Uh, It's hardly a stunning rebound from all that negativity. Uh, We've also seen uh, commodity prices under some pressure, iron ore prices under pressure, lithium prices as well. Again, the market not really focusing on this, but uh, it's certainly some of those planks in our market, some of those um, common wisdom that we've seen in CSL never downgrades. ResMed is a fantastic success story, etc. have been questioned Next week, we do get Commonwealth Bank numbers out. So that is going to be the main focal point. Obviously, there's a huge deluge of results as well. We've got non-farm payrolls coming out from the US tonight. And the US does seem to be getting a little bit more volatile, although last night not so. But it has picked up in terms of some of that volatility that we're seeing. So just happy to be cautious, happy to be on the fence. No positions in the strategy portfolio. Haven't got any positions in the ideas portfolios either, uh, but um, the reporting season next week will throw up some opportunities there. So looking forward to um, deep dives and first dives and first impressions from reporting season. They do obviously throw up good opportunities. And in the one stock portfolio, still happy. uh, BHP is bouncing around a little bit, but no real trend emerging in BHP nor in Macquarie. Uh, which we were cautious on going into the AGM, rightly so, as it turned out. BHP is kind of stuck at the moment between 45 and $47. Here we are at $46. uh, If you've got it, you hold it. But uh, iron ore very much still under some pressure. So that is um, in strategy today. Also in strategy today, there has been a little bit of press about CFDs in the um, papers recently. Now, for those of you who don't know, CFDs, are what they call a contract for difference. Now, I have written a piece today, just a little bit of uh, education, because CFDs are a very dangerous thing. As I wrote, you know, guns don't kill people, people kill people. But with CFDs, they don't kill people, but the leverage involved in CFDs is an absolute killer. So it's certainly something to avoid at all costs. And part of the uh, problem with CFDs is that a lot of people lose a lot of money in CFDs and are very ill-informed and very badly prepared for the risks associated with leverage. And leverage will do you in, my friends. It will do you in. And CFDs are a very dangerous product. Part of the reason why they're so dangerous is that you have got that leverage, sometimes as much as 20 to 1, sometimes more in some cases, You put 5% down and you get to control a whole bunch of stocks. The problem is that as the stocks go up and you think you're invincible and you're right and you're at your desk punching the air, you get more money to play with because the margin requirement uh, is uh, such that uh, you actually start to uh, build up equ— not equity, but you actually build up potential to diversify or add to your position as the market goes up. And the way that the system is structured, the way the screens are structured, and of course you are invincible as a trader because you suddenly become the god and guru of all trading, is that you tend to then over-trade and over-commit. And then it only takes one nasty move in the market and you are completely stuffed. Now, some markets have 24-7 trading like Bitcoin. Other markets, like the Australian Stock Exchange, we close every night and reset in the morning. We also have announcements, so stop losses are somewhat irrelevant given the gapping risk that you have in a stock. If you want to know what gapping risk is, ask a Mesoblast shareholder today, because their announcement today has sent the stock down 54%. If you are holding a CFD on that, you are stopped out and your margin is gone and you're in debt for a lot more than you thought. So please, please, please avoid CFDs unless you are a real pro and you know exactly what you're doing. I would strongly recommend you avoid it. Anyway, that's my rant in the education section this morning. Uh, turning to Henry's take this morning, just a, a few little things. Still remain a lithium bull. I've just um, uh, put some top points in there from an article in the AFR today from uh, Arbomile and Mineral Resources, Chris Ellison and uh, the Arbomile chief, having a little difference of opinion in how they should be approaching China, uh, how they should be approaching the lithium market. Much has been said in the last few days about the, uh, I guess, the fall-off in Tesla sales that we've seen and the inevitable uh, price discounting that Mr. Musk has been doing. But it's important to bear in mind that we do, as Westerners, tend to focus on Tesla as the barometer, whereas BYD is now the biggest EV maker in the world with the biggest sales. Uh, it has surpassed Tesla. So uh, just a little look at that. Demand in China is still there. Obviously, competition has evolved for Tesla and is catching up. So that is of interest. Other couple of things, just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, yesterday, I sold some Calyx. I had around uh, 3% waiting. In the uh, small cap portfolio in Calyx, I took that down to uh, 2%, just taking some profits on the recent push higher after that um, FID with uh, Pilbara uh, minerals in uh, the um, lithium space. So they're pretty much unchanged today. Research out from Town as well this morning from Macquarie in the lithium space uh, talking about DSO shipments. And they should commence before the end of 2023. That cash being used to generate Um, to fill the funding gap potentially uh, to bring Kathleen Valley into production. So a little bit of chat today on lithium in the Henry's take. And uh, it does seem as if um, my push, uh, not a push, but maybe my uh, idea to have some Marcus Today merchandise uh, has uh, drawn some orders from people. And now before you all get too excited, I have ordered myself a Marcus Today T-shirt and uh, it should come in the next few days. They're pretty quick, these guys, and they're not that expensive. 20 bucks gets you a T-shirt, and the minimum order is one, so that was good. And so I am expecting my T-shirt. I'll see what the quality is like, and then uh, I will be... Um Maybe taking some orders for the Marcus Today t-shirt. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed the members' podcast this week. Of course, the newsletter will be back again tomorrow on Saturday. The team will be putting it together and myself together tomorrow morning. Money never sleeps is the way of the world. But that's it. Have a great rest of your day and have a great weekend. And we'll speak again at the end of Day Report this afternoon around 5.